may be seated. Let us pray. O Lord, use your servants' lips and your people's ears and hearts that they may be wed, that the seed of your word might be planted and brought forth with a resurrection joy. Amen and amen. You are invited. You are invited. It doesn't matter if you've never been invited to anything before. It doesn't matter if you are the kind of person who expects the king to invite her or him to a party. You are invited. Our scripture today is about this invitation. This invitation that a king sends out. This invitation that mysteriously those who receive do not accept. He sent his slaves to call those who had been invited to the wedding banquet, but they would not come. Again, he sent other slaves saying, tell those who have been invited. Can you hear the urgency in his voice? Look, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they made light of it and went away. One to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his slaves, mistreated them, and killed them. The banquet is ready for those who will come. God's gracious presence is available to those who will receive. The experience of participating with God in what God is doing in the world is there for those who are ready. But the excuses are many. I love the excuses that are given. One of them went to his farm, another one to his business. Those of you who are farmers know that you can't just go on vacation. You've got to make a great deal of planning. Those of you who have had a small business or a larger business know that there are things that have to be taken care of. And if you want an excuse and you're a farmer or a business person, you can always find the excuse. There is always something to be done. There is always some place to go. There is always something to attend to. Dear friends, if you want to make an excuse for not entering into the will of God for your life, you can do that. We're a busy people. We may be busier than ever before. And if we're not busy, we've got 525 channels to serve on our platinum package. And when we finish finding out there's not much on those 525 channels, then we can go over to the internet and when we reach the end of the internet, we can start over again because it's this ever-evolving blob of information, of news, of things to take in. 
If you want to be busy, if you want an excuse not to do what God is calling you to do, not to be who God is calling you to be, if you want an excuse, there are plenty there. There's baseball practice and baseball games, soccer practice and soccer games, football practice and football games, basketball practice and basketball games. We had several soccer games this week, and, and uh, Zachary got hit really, really hard in his midsection, in his abdomen. Um, got hit really hard with a soccer ball, and uh, Melinda and I are just like, get up, get up, you're fine. And we get home, and there's the imprint of the soccer ball on his abdomen. Never seen anything like it before. I'm like, okay, that was worth staying down for five or six seconds. There's always something to do. Always some place to go. Always something else calling for your attention. But God has invited you to participate in what He is doing in the world. God has invited you to be the man or the woman He has created you to be, to submit to His call to holiness and to become the person that only you can become. The excuses are many. Got to work on the farm. I have got to do some of my business, and some of them are outright hostile. There's some of these excuses that aren't that bad, but there are some of them that are incredibly hostile. The rest seized his slaves and mistreated them and killed them. The king doesn't like excuses. The king's got a son he wants to glorify. The king has a party he wants to give. And he doesn't like the excuses that these men and women who have been invited offer to him. And so he offers an extraordinary invitation and he says to his servants go therefore into the main streets and invite everyone you find to the wedding banquet and so the slaves went out to the streets and gathered all whom they found both good and bad so that the wedding hall was filled with guests you're invited the doors are thrown open wide. It doesn't matter if you've done things you're not proud of. It doesn't matter how you have gotten to this moment. It doesn't matter whether you figure you're the kind of person who would have been invited or not. The king has thrown open the doors and he has issued the invitation to everyone who will come. The tables are set. The meal has been prepared. You are invited. It's an extraordinary invitation. It's an invitation that means that you and I can be a part of what God is doing in the life of the nation of Israel. The Old Testament promises to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob become our promises because God has thrown the doors open wide. You and I can come from a past that may be spotty at best, 
a past that we may be ashamed of, we can nonetheless come and find the doors open wide. We can ask ourselves, well, what more is there for me to do? Here I am, retired, nearing the end of my earthly sojourn. What more is there to do? And the answer to that is, come to the wedding feast. Come in to the party that God is throwing. The doors are open and the doors are open wide. And then the story gets strange. The king comes in. The king comes in to see the guests. Now, first of all, it's really interesting that the king has come to look around at the guests, and he notices a man who is not wearing the proper attire for the wedding. Over and over again in the New Testament, the way of life of the Christian is compared to clothing that is taken off and put on. You've taken off the old stuff that used to characterize your life, and now you have put on Christ. It's a metaphor that is used time and again in the Bible. It's a metaphor that's used very specifically in the book of Revelation, chapter 19. Let us exalt, rejoice, and give Him the glory for the marriage. Once again, we find this metaphor of marriage. The marriage of the Lamb has come and His bride has made herself ready. To her it has been granted to be clothed with fine linen, bright and pure. And in case we don't know, the writer gives us a very specific understanding of what this all means. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. The invitation is open to all, but not everyone will embrace what it means to walk with Jesus. You are invited. The door is open. God has said, come. Come as you are, but you will not be left as you are. Come as you are, but God will transform you into a loving, compassionate, wise, strong Christian. Come as you are, but expect God's work to be done in you. The invitation is open to everyone, but not everyone will embrace what it means to walk with Jesus. Not everyone will make the commitment to put the Lord first in life, in the decisions that we have to make. Not everyone will put on Christ and be prepared to celebrate. What does it mean to put on Christ? We could go on and on, a a series that could last for the rest of the year and then some, but at at the very basic foundation of what it means to walk with Christ, it is this daily reminder that you belong to God and that God wants His Spirit to be at work in you. 
Jesus has called you, the Spirit is within you, and God wants to take you and make you a man or a woman unlike any other. God wants to recreate you. If anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. We're invited to be dressed. We're invited to be ready. We are invited to be godly guests at this feast that the Lord is preparing at this feast that the Lord has set before us. So, what are your next steps? That's the phrase I've gotten from John since he's been here. John always talks about next steps, and if I take two more, I'm going to be flat on my face. What are your next steps in dressing yourself for the occasion of offering yourself to Jesus? What are your next steps in following the Lord? Maybe it's starting a devotional life which you had before the pandemic began and somehow the pandemic has done terrible things to your life and you just aren't there anymore. Maybe you used to pray and you used to pray for the world and you used to pray for people and and suddenly you don't feel as close to God as you felt previously. Maybe your next step is restarting something that has fallen by the wayside. Maybe you haven't taken the first step toward God. It's often been said that if there are 1,000 steps between you and the Lord, the Lord will take 999 of them. Maybe you need to take that first step. Maybe you've said yes to the wedding banquet, but you haven't yet clothed yourself in Christ. And maybe clothing yourself in Christ means taking your faith more seriously than you've taken it up to this point. I don't know where you are, But I do know that everyone is invited. Those who were chosen to be guests came up with all sorts of excuses. I would rather go to a party than milk a cow, just saying. Uh, the, The farm work, the business work, the television screen, the busyness. We can let so many things keep us from the party that God has invited us to. But dear friends, you're invited. And when you come, your life will never, ever be the same.